Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. rare weekend where Everton haven't completely ruined the mood. Western Supermare lost, but I still managed to win a lot of money, so happy days there. I'm Andy Baxter, and this is Pints of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. I am joined today by a real-life football manager, just in time to discuss the top two of uh, the Southern Premier League meeting at the Woodspring yesterday. This is Greg Mogford, who is manager of Marine Academy Plymouth Ladies FC. Good evening. Good evening. That was a mouthful there. Sorry, I did, probably didn't do you guys justice. <laughs> I was trying to read it off the badge as I was looking at it, and I kept getting mixed up. So you are Marine Academy Plymouth, Ladies FC. Yeah, that's right. I was right. Correct, yes. And I believe you had a big win this afternoon. We did, yeah. 12-0. Flipping so. <laughs> heck. Was it a combination of you guys, you girls being brilliant and those rubbish, or was it other factors? Um, I don't know. I think it was one of those... With- we obviously we played last weekend. Um, we've played two games now, twenty twenty three. We've won both of them. So, I mean, it's always one of those. You, you never really know what you're going to come up against. Like they played the team who we've got next weekend, who are top of the league last weekend, and took them all the way. So, I was expecting a, a difficult game, but mm. we scored a couple of early goals and got ourselves in front, and then just never really let off and didn't give any give any room to breathe. So. Um, awesome we're all I mean, really happy good weekend well yeah that, that was the other thing I was going to touch on you also happen to be a Truro City fan and we're going to start by talking about yesterday's game because we are recording this Sunday night and we've had time to digest and think about what happened um, I saw you yesterday at the Woodspring and we watched um, a bumper crowd <laughs> 1300 people um, there to watch Western Nail Truro City 1 which changes things slightly at the top of the table. It's the positions are still the same. Western are still top um, mm. with 50, 
Just D6 points? I can't remember. I've got it. I've got too many tabs open. Western yeah. are still top yeah, with 56. That's it, yes. Um, and Truro yeah. are now onto 55. So Western are still top and they played two fewer games. So you'd still make Western favourites. But, you know, in the next couple of games, even if they go behind early on, I can see nerves setting in. You know, it's a funny old thing. Momentum in football, and yeah. as soon as it starts to slip, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to get back. Points on the board are always a massive thing, aren't they, in football? So, and um, one of your, one of your games in hand is against Chesham as well, who, luckily for us, managed to get smashed yesterday as well. So, <laughs> well, yeah, they don't lose men. They don't lose many Chesham, do they? So that's not going to be easy in any. Uh... In any in any case, um. So, all right, with your manager's head no. on, then with your manager's head on, what did you think of the game yesterday? The performances from firstly your side, but we'll talk about Western too. Um, from where I saw it, Truro were the best team we've seen at that ground for a long time and fully deserved the win. Yeah, I thought. To be honest, I thought what got it absolutely spot on yesterday that they they came out from minute one and. It was it was a game for Truro that was much more must win than it was for Western. I think with obviously with Western having the games in hand, if Western had gone and won the game four points clear with two games in hand, you look at it and you think, all right, that's Western up. Truro have got to settle for the playoffs if they get there, obviously. But I mean, now with Truro coming out winning the game, it puts it wide open. Obviously. A point in it, two games in hand, admittedly, but with one point, it's it's one of those. By next weekend, Western I'm... have got those two games in hand, but Truro were really, really solid. We didn't, I mean, other than the penalty save, I don't think Hammy's actually had to make a worthwhile save. He's made a couple of decent saves, but nothing that sort of stood out to me as a, like, I mean, other than obviously the penalty save, which it's not the best penalty in the world, don't get me wrong. But any penalty saves a good save. Do you know what I mean? It was a, it, you know, if the goalie goes the other way and that goes in, you say, oh, it's a composed penalty, or you know, he, or he, he did him with the eyes or mm. something like that. You're right; it wasn't right in the corner. It was a nice height, but they should have done more. Western at home, mm. being behind for that long, they should have had more shots, more um, decent chances. They were guilty of trying to walk the ball in. Every time they could have either crossed it or tried a, a, a you know, an incisive pass, they wanted to come back, beat the man again, and you know, try and recycle a possession and start from deep again. And it's just, you know, it's it. Toro were happy to just sit behind the ball at that point because they could get organised and, and and say to Western, yeah. go on, go on then, if you want to do that, try and play through as we'll just head all the crosses away yeah. and whatever else and. You know, it, it just wasn't good enough. I mean, I haven't got the, I wasn't keeping track of the stats really, but it wasn't good enough when you're behind at home in a game where, as you say, it probably wasn't must win, but would rather not lose. Is um, mm. you know, I think Laird, who's the left back, had one shot with the outside of his foot that kind of fizzed wide, and you thought, oh, maybe. Um, yeah. Reed had a good turn on the edge of the box, but it just sort of ran away from him, and the goalie was quick off his line. Um, but you're right, apart from those couple of bits, a, a bit blunt. Yeah, as I say, I thought I thought that Truro looked more dangerous every time they went forward. I mean, was it Lloyd Humphreys that got sent off? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, centre-back, yeah. Yeah, it, when, obviously, he ties giving him the run around all game. 
he's ultimately he's got booked for a tackle on tie in the first half that he didn't really need to make. And then mm. in the second half, he's got booked again for another tackle on Com, where he's going nowhere, really. Con's just going towards the corner and he's just taking him out and turning around screaming and shouting at the ref. A couple of the Western players saying he's, he's given away two fouls and he's been booked twice, but ultimately both of them were bookings. And I, I mean, don't you... really get the I don't really get the argument there. No, it's it's a classic Sunday league shout, isn't it? You know, you put your, your first foul can still be a bad tackle, even if it is your first foul of the day. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. You were closer to the um, the second one where yeah. Humphreys got sent off, and I thought from the opposite end of the ground that it could have been a straight red. And so, and you were a lot closer than me, so I don't know if you had a better view one way or the other. But I thought it was a nasty tackle, reckless. Um, what's I the didn't word actually, say? I didn't actually see. I didn't actually see the second. I didn't okay. actually see the second foul because I got a phone call just as the tackle went in. So I was answering the phone. But but no, I mean, the first one, the first one was a definite booking. And I mean, Con's not the kind of player to go down if he's not been fouled. So I I mean, without watching it back, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say whether it was a definite booking or not. But there was a couple the couple of them. I don't know if um if the Western manager Scott had I'd, I'd told them to try and rough them up a bit because there was one in the first half as well it was right mm. in the corner by me um i think it was avery number six with the big beard he um flew into someone got the ball but it looked like one of those that was excessive force you know um mm. you'd see as you'd see a var review if it was the premier league yeah uh, you know he flew through someone and um i think it was adam i think it was adam porter because i was stood down in that same corner first half um I was just down to the left by the corner flag and yeah, I remember okay. seeing him come in. He did win the ball in fairness, but I did look at it and think, yeah. It's that, that I made that exact noise. It was one it. of those where you knew exactly what you were going to get from the game. That's right. You see, and, and I would... It's one of those, if you, get well, it, yeah. if you get it wrong, you're having an early bath. Yeah, if you get it wrong, <laughs> you're having an early bath. But, I mean, he timed it well in fairness to him. Yeah, absolutely. It was... The, yeah, I can't add any more to it. It was right, and I mean the goal. The goal itself. I watched it back this afternoon. I think you retweeted the clip of it, and I'm still just as frustrated at Weston's defending. I didn't see who it was at the time, and even watching the clip back, I'm not a hundred percent sure. One of the the Western defenders dives in on the halfway line and leaves three against two. In, I think in it was, favor. I, I think it, it. I might be wrong, but I think it was Dale Grubb. He still dived in and didn't need to make a tackle like. Mm. Finley Krask's just come in on loan from Argyle, which all the Plymouth Parkway fans are fuming about because he was there for them last season, one of their best players. They thought he was going to go back there, but he's come over to Truro and a nice 60-yard marauding run. Yeah. Picks out Ty, who dances around the defence. And then... I was going to say that. That, he, that, he, dream, that dream combination up front combined to... Mm. Well, it's the only goal. So yeah, Harvey did really, really well. I thought because I thought when he, he he first got the ball, he'd um mm. he'd sort of got a tangle between his feet and sort of mucked up a little bit. Um, the defender Avery nearly took it off him, but he just managed to skip around him, as you say, put the cross opposite on the plate, and I think I just scored that header. You know what I mean? It was just perfect. It was just right in front of him. Goalie was beaten. Yeah, and and yeah, that that was that, and in sort of classic Southern League this level style, Ty was giving it all the mouth to the fans and getting them wound up, and that which is fine, you know what I mean? It happens. No, I don't see why people get that bothered about that kind of thing because you love it when your team does it, so you've got to 
you know, just bite your tongue and the, the other team do it. I was just going to say, it makes a, it makes a change for it to be it makes a change for it to be tie. In fairness, it's normally if you get someone doing that, it's normally Dan Sutton. Okay. So we'll take it. Yeah, but Ty's got broad shoulders. He can take he can take most of the abuse. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, he, he was good. I mean, I, I don't know. He didn't. I don't remember him having too many sort of chances to score or shoot himself really. Um, but you know his part in the goal and his part in holding up the play and that that Rocky Neal you've got up front with him. He's just energy, isn't he? He just charges down everything, doesn't give anyone a moment's yeah. peace. And yeah. he can play as well. He, yeah. he, he seems to be all right on the ball. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. Best yeah, team no, one. Um, it, it's it's that classic. Classic? Yeah, it's that it's that classic little and large combination we've got up front. Ty, as I say, Ty will collect the ball. And I think, I think between them, I think they've got 39 goals now this season in the league so wow. maybe a few no I think 39 goal involvement so assist three to other and whatnot yeah it just shows how crucial they are yeah <laughs> yeah as I say it's it's one of those it's it's normally if there's a Truro goal it's normally either Ty or Rocky so mm. yeah good keep them fit and, and we'll see I mean it's going to be at least a playoff place and you know maybe more if Western sort of start to stumble a little <laughs> bit but who knows um, and yeah, the the Western sort of came back into it after about an hour or so. They brought a little winger in, number seven, Jay Murray, came on and did well. It was quick, um, tricky, beating his man, getting into space a few times. But then, yeah, either the cross was just cut out or didn't quite fall for who he wanted it to. And Troy did really well to see it out. And that's it, really. Whether you think, well, should yeah. they have made the changes earlier or tried a slightly different shape? I don't know. It, it, it's with hindsight is difficult, isn't it? But um anyway, whatever. First defeat in six, so can't be too down. Um it's just against the sort of big mm-hmm. rivals that uh it maybe it, it hurts a bit more. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's because it was such a big game on it. It's it was almost it was almost like a cup final in a way because it was if Western won it, it it pretty much puts puts an end to it, doesn't it? But mm. As I say, it's going to make for an interesting end to the season. Now we're right back in the hunt. So, I agree. And as you say, next Saturday, even just looking at the live scores, if Truro go ahead early and Western don't, then they'll be top of the league. And it's the they the fans will see. Yeah. You know, the players obviously will be not watching it at the time, but they will. Um, you know, the, I. I've, mm. It's 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 a funny one, isn't it? It's um, it's not nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's nicer to chase than be chased. Exactly. You'd rather be you'd rather be top and looking over your shoulder than be second and looking up. You you find yourself in a much comfier position when you've when you've got those points there on the board and you as opposed to having having them in hand, it's like there's end of the day you never know what's gonna happen. You a couple of injuries and all of a sudden those those games in hand become a lot, lot more difficult. Well that's it, and at least one now at least one now without Humphreys at the back. So um yeah, that's a little reshuffle yeah. there too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a couple of little other things before we move on from yesterday's game. Oh, the the bars, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just because it was really busy. But when I saw you at half-time, when I left to go back out, out to the stand, the game was just about to kick off again and you were nowhere near the bar. You must have been 20, 30 people back from the bar still. Maybe not quite that many, but a long old way back. And the bar outside was taking 20 minutes to get a drink as well. I don't know. I know yeah, it's never been the quickest, but oh, mm. you need to do something. Well, I went in and I ordered a pint 
for myself and a pint of water. My point came quite quickly. And then I don't know where she went to go and get the, the water from. I, I don't know if she went and just fished it out the seven or something, but <laughs> it seemed to take an age for the walk off to go and get it. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, so sorted out, Weston. Come on. We're, when we're going to get bigger crowds, we need to be ready for it anyway, yeah. whatever. But the other... I will Come. say, I will say, those plastic cups, I have now got one in my house with a Western <laughs> badge on it. So there you go, a little souvenir. I do like that. I that, couldn't that... be bothered to queue up to go back to the bar. So yeah, <laughs> I do like that. It's a good initiative because you know single use plastics, no good, and we all know it. So the fact that they do that, and you can have your pound back, and they can use it again next week, and it's great. Or you can keep a little souvenir. So yeah, hats off to Western for sort of for for sort of taking a stand there. I do like that. And the other thing which is important to say is that I won the 50-50 raffle, which is bizarre. Exactly. I can count on yeah, one definitely. hand the amount of times I've entered it. Yeah, I but, saw that. I saw that. He's <laughs> a decent few quid as well, man. And I, it, I wouldn't I'd have been annoyed if, like, the week you win it, there's no I, know how well, there. I did note how you kept that quiet while I was in the queue at the bar. <laughs> I didn't think to mention it until afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky, wasn't it? But, yeah. <laughs> So the day wasn't a complete write-off anyway. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greg, if I may, I am going to ask you about Marine Academy. Doing your proper football manager lark. It's something we all think yeah, we carry could on. do. It's something we all like to think we could do, you know, get yeah. out on the touchlines and coach and pick your team and things like that. But, you know, relatively few people get to do it. So tell us a bit more about the club and how it came about and how it's going. Yeah, so I've been involved in the women's game now for six, seven years. I started off, um, I played and I was working with Yeovil when their um, women's team were in the WSL. I was working with the under 16s youth academy there. Um, I got to know one of the guys who's just taken over at, um, well, he's been at Cardiff now for a couple of years. Um, he's just got them into the fifth round of the FA Cup today, which is a massive achievement for a fourth tier club. So I'm sure he'll probably end up listening to it. So I'll probably send in the link. So, Jamie, ha. congratulations, mate. Well done, Jamie. Um, he, when he left Yeovil, he went to um, a club called Buckland. Yeah, he went to a club called Buckland down um, Newton Abbott Way down in Devon and he approached me and asked if I'd go down there um, so I went and was coaching with him for a couple of years down there he then left and 
relocated up to Cardiff where he is now and I I stayed there for a bit but the club fell on hard times we lost half of the squad and we just weren't able to carry it on and sadly the clubs actually ended up the women's teams actually ended up folding mm. um which is a real shame but um so I was I was going to take a break last season for um from a coaching because I've been doing it since literally since I left school at 16 I've been coaching kids teams and then moving into adults football um but I got approached by um map December or well, November December time 2021 they've again similar they had to go undergo a complete rebuild they'd lost coaches and things like that and they'd lost some key players in their squad um they asked if I wanted would be interested in going in um so I went down had a look and I took over, well, I didn't I say I took over, I joined um, January last year. Um, sadly, we ended up getting relegated, but it's kind of been good for us in a way because it meant we could sort of hit the reset button and we've built a fairly decent side for this year. As I say, we're second in the league at the minute, but we're a point off the top and we've got a game in hand. So it's one of those where, fingers crossed, we can push on and, look to try and get back up into the Premier Women's Premier Division sort of fifth it's the fifth tier effectively so mm. we'd go in obviously we had a bit of an FA Cup run as well this year we had a couple of games we played I think we beat Tim of 6-1 and we went down and won down in deepest darkest Cornwall down in Helston got a 1-0 win down there and then we came up against Bishops Lydiard who were the league above us and mm. um, we gave them a really good game. To be fair, it was it was a proper cup tie. We we lost two 0 but it was one of those where it was we on another day we'd win the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's we probably I thought we deserved more. We deserved more than to lose without reply. Do you know what I mean? It's I thought we we would if it had been a one nil two one something like that. It would have been. 2-1 either way it was it would have probably been deserved you know what I mean but I thought 2-0 probably flattered them a little bit but yeah I know what you mean it's one of those yeah you look at that result and think you know that the team in the higher league wins 2-0 pretty comfortable when it wasn't really like that at all and it could have got, yeah and I know exactly what you mean it's, it's yeah a shame, definitely but yeah it's it's progress isn't it you didn't go and get beat 5-0 and think oh right okay they're, they're, they're just too good yeah exactly no, it's excellent. So you said they're, yeah. they're the fifth tier at the moment. How? What? We're in the sixth tier at the moment. We're in sixth tier at the moment. So pardon my ignorance. They are in the sixth tier at the moment, looking to get back into the fifth tier. And where are Bristol Rovers in comparison to that? Because I know that they had to start again from quite low down after they got going again a couple of years ago. Yeah, so Bristol Rovers won uh, the Eastern equivalent of the league we're in now. So we're in the Western they they were in the east, and so they've just got promoted up into the fifth tier. Mm. So they're they're in the league above us now. So I mean, fingers crossed. If they don't go up or down, then we'll be playing them next season. Yeah. So the Premier Division is um, Torquay, Forest Green, um, Paul, Ilminster, um, who else is there? Robert and Bassett. Uh, just in my memory now. Um, <laughs> no one's gonna no one's gonna correct you don't worry <laughs> no I just it's one of those we're not in there this season so I don't really care about who's in that league yeah totally 
don't care till next season if when fingers crossed we end up there as well. So yeah. but yeah, no, it's um it's a competitive league. Like I mean I mean the leagues down the lower levels are like that league's really competitive. It's one of those where anyone can beat anyone. Our league is there's only six teams in our league this season. There was mm. seven, but one of the teams just sadly had to fold. So I mean the six teams in our league, it's one of those where you look round and anyone could beat anyone. I mean, us and Sticker have pulled away a little bit at the top, but there's a couple of teams down there where we've had a couple of really, really tough games when in games where like if you looked at the league table, you'd look at it and think we should be winning much more comfortably but besides a decent and they're giving us a real real run for our money and we're having to work really hard to get the results which is credit to our girls there grinding out I think we've scored we've won three or four games by the odd goal which we've scored in the last minute so it just goes to show we just don't give up and Mm. we're prepared to put the fights in when we need to yeah good I mean that's it it's 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 you just got to keep hoping the sticker slip up and you're there ready to, to sort of capitalise. Is it just the top, the champions that go up, is it? It's just the top one that go up, yeah. So there's yeah, okay. three get relegated from the Women's Southwest Premier and then there's this, because there's three regions, there's the North, the East and the West, I believe. Mm. And um, yes, yeah, so there's three get promoted in from there. So fingers crossed we shall be one of them for next season. Yeah, we'll be looking out for your results, so don't worry about that. It's also probably the first um the first time Bristol's been referred to as East as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of the Southwest, it is the East, isn't it? So... Uh, yeah, very, very much so. Just it just sounds funny, you know, Bristol being in in East anything. Because I believe <laughs> I believe Western's women are in they're either in the East or the North. I can't remember. I'll have a look. I'll have a look in a sec for you, and I'll let you know. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so moving back to Truro, if I may. Good news this week. Well, mm-hmm. last week about the new ground, somewhat scaled down from the ambitious plans for the big ground that was going to have the rugby loss in it as well. But you know, for those who don't know, you've been playing at Plymouth Parkway for a couple of seasons now, is it? Yeah. So we've been at Plymouth Parkway since uh, the start of last season. So it's this is our second season there. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not ideal. I mean, realistically, Truro are a Cornish club and they're playing in Devon. But I mean, the club have been pretty good for the fans. They've been putting on a free supporters coach every home game to get people there. I mean, a couple of people you'll never please everyone. Um, <laughs> a couple of people, a couple of people have still complained, even though I mean. There's no free coach from my house to, to the to the games at Plymouth, but I still manage to make it most weeks. So I don't really see it as an excuse, but people like to moan, don't they? <laughs> people people like to moan. And as you say, it's it's not even in the right county anymore and stuff like that. But, you know, flipping heck, the team's second in the league and they're flying and that's great to watch. If they were bottom of the league and having to go an hour or wherever it is to get there, then you can understand why people might think oh flipping heck is there not better things I can do yeah. every Saturday afternoon yeah it's not even like it's really affected our home form that much because we're unbeaten at home this season so mm. we haven't we haven't lost at belief for this year even even the away game we played there on Boxing Day against Parkway we still we still managed to grind out a we still managed to grind out a point when 94th minute free kick from Will Dean 
I was about to say that that was a bit of a thriller that day, wasn't it? It was, yeah. We um we went one nil up. They pulled it back to one all through a Ben Seymour penalty. Then Drew nicked the lead again just before half time. Parkway then scored two unanswered goals. It was a frustrating game for Drew. We conceded three goals and it was a penalty, a massively deflected cross and a shot that's really straight at Hammy and he should have saved it. And I yeah. think he probably would admit it himself. It He didn't exactly cover himself in glory, but ultimately it was it was a derby game. It was billed as the Belitho derby, as it were. It was 1,300, 1,400 people there, something like that, which for yeah. step three football is amazing. Do you know what I mean? And it was a good atmosphere and to nick an equaliser right in the last minute to shut them all up. Poor old Lee Hobbs crying on the sideline. <laughs> it's a lovely sight for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when you're when you're on that end of that kind of thing happening. Not so much fun when you're on the the receiving end. But yeah, that's football, isn't it? That's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. With any luck, this new ground is gonna go to schedule and get Truro back to Truro and things like that. So do we know when it's meant to be ready? Is it have they have they said or is it just I believe it's when? supposed to be if everything I've heard March 2024 as a date when it's supposed to be finished. So I'd imagine they'll probably end up away from Truro for most of next season, whether yeah. that's at Belifo Park or whether it's somewhere else in Cornwall. I don't know. But as I say, I've heard March 2024 as a date, but pure speculation on my part. It seems a funny time to move as well, March. So I wonder if that's then to allow for some um, delays or test events or various other bits to go ahead with before, Possibly. The, before the big move back for the start of the following season. I wonder if it's yeah. something to do with that. Potentially, I don't know whether. I think, to be honest, I think I think they would look to go as soon as it's ready. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Mm. I don't think they would wait if if they, even if it meant they played three games at home at that end of the season or whatever. I think they would take the opportunity because. It's been such a long time since they have last played in Truro. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think everyone wants to get back there. I mean, it's one of the things that's always levelled by certain people online. They always say that, oh, it works well for Truro being in Plymouth because all the squad live in Plymouth and all the management team. But you speak to any of them, they want to get back to playing in Truro. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, you don't you don't join a club to want to play sixty miles away from your home. Do you know what I mean? No, of course. And to have something that is your own, even at this level, is still it, it adds a bit of something. I can't quite quantify it, but you know, to be back in front of your own fans at your own place, yeah, no, it'd be good and yeah, hope it happens. Um the only thing I would say that, and I haven't looked into this at all, I wonder what the legalities of moving mid season are. Because when I did one of these episodes with um Mark, who's the vice president of Merthyr Town, and when they moved they had to move for the entire season. So I wonder if they had to move because of the the the, the rules that they say they are playing. You know, I, I don't know if it's like unfair advantage if you play some of your games at one ground and some of your games at another, or if it was just... I, I, I don't, maybe it was their situation because they were sort of fighting to survive kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. Just just speculating there. I don't, I don't know, because obviously when Tottenham built their new ground, they moved... I think they played the first four or five games at Wembley, and then they moved... They moved mid season so I'd imagine you would be able to as long as the FA know that as soon as it's ready you're going to move if you give them a date say 
like this March is what we're aiming, aiming for. Move. Yeah, and yeah, because ultimately it's planning permission and building delays, and it, it happens all the time, doesn't it? It, it? Projects like that, they always hit small snags, and they always tend mm. to overrun. So that's a very good point. I, I, yeah, I didn't consider Tottenham. The only one I considered was was Everton's new ground, um, and they are aiming for the start of not next season, the season after. Because this, this, the end of this season could be the last Premier League games of Goodison, which is sad, but it's very much looking like the case now, which is a shame. Yeah, I was going to say that that new stadium is going to be really impressive for a championship ground, isn't championship. it? <laughs> I know, yeah, it's not, not much fun, but there we go. Um, speaking of Everton and former Evertonians, before I let you go, did you see how Duncan Ferguson's debut went at Forest Green? That wasn't much fun. did. A 98-minute Ryan Bowman winner. Yeah, they were 1-0 up when it ticked yeah. over to 90, 90, 91 minutes, I believe, and then and still managed to lose the game. So that's... Uh, I imagine he wasn't too happy in his first uh, post-match team talks and interviews and whatnot. But we'll be keeping a close eye on Duncan's progress, I think, because I think he will generate yeah, well, a, lot, a lot of content for us. Well, on the plus side, at least he now knows that chips are vegan. <sighs> God, you, you know, I, I get it. They've, they've got, oh, come, you know, I get it. They've got to try and play on that angle and sort of be a bit sort of jokey with it and stuff. But the whole sort of um, what's the word? Sort of performative videos where he was getting presented with a vegan burger and was like, "Oh yeah, it looks lovely. I can't wait to eat it." It's like, oh come on, sod off. Just say, I don't know. Just you wouldn't. They wouldn't ask anyone else <laughs> to do that. It, 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 it just felt a little bit forced. No, but, no. Anyway. I could chat to you all night, but I'm not going to take up any any more of your time. It's been great. I've loved hearing about um, your sort of the opposition view of the, of the game we watched together. And then obviously hearing about Marine Academy. Yeah. And I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Hopefully they catch um, the team who are in first place, beat them next week and go on to get promoted. That would be lovely. I'll, um, come, on and, I'll come on and chat to you again when we're... Uh, when we, I'll come on and chat to you just after the title party and I'll have a massive headache. <laughs> can't wait. Thanks, Greg. It's been lovely and I'll speak to you again. Perfect, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.